Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast, the podcast designed for leaders and aspiring leaders, particularly in the world of sales, to be exceptional at what they do, driving more sustainable and more replicable results, and in the process, giving more meaning to you as a sales leader, more significance, and maybe in the process, more revenue, hence more income, but above all else, giving you a lot more meaning in what you do, driving towards purpose. And that's what we're all here to figure out what it is that we're here to do. So welcome aboard. If you're a brand new listener, thank you for finding the podcast. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for plugging back in. And I hope again today will be an episode that will add some value to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales letter. Now, uh, I must say off, off the top, I had no intention of continuing a football theme today. However, there's been some events over the last 24 hours that uh, has changed all that. And I was just reflecting out on the walk this morning with my trusty border collie, Millie, as we we're walking the pavements around Gisborne here in the Macedon Ranges, that uh, I need to talk about this particular topic because it is top of mind, it is relevant, but it also has some direct impact and implications for us as leaders and particularly sales leaders around the world. Now, before I jump into the topic, and I'm going to talk about servant leadership today. So if you're not into servant leadership, maybe just turn off the uh, turn off the podcast now. But if you are interested in servant leadership, or in fact, if you are curious about servant leadership, then by all means, stick around because it may well be worth a bit of a listen to as it may change your perspective on how you see your sales team, how you see teams and how you lead and impact Others Now, at the top, I must declare I am a mad Melbourne supporter. Now, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, hey, I've been talking about Melbourne for years. I've been a member for years, been a supporter since the day I was born. I had no chance because my dad and my mum, both Melbourne supporters, and hence my girls, my two daughters, had no chance to barrack for any other team other than Melbourne. So let's just put that on the table. First and foremost, I am a mad Melbourne supporter and member. However, I also admire players and coaches from other teams who are special, not just for the area of expertise in terms of their great ability to be good technicians and experts in what they do in terms of either playing footy or coaching the great game of AFL, but also in their ability to influence and in some cases transcend the game. Now, I want to talk about one particular player who I think has done just that, who has transcended the game over the last 15 years, and, and on the back of Geelong winning the 2022 AFL Premiership, and I talked about this uh, late last week in terms of leading into the grand final, but I recorded a podcast uh, yesterday in terms of the humility around victory and defeat, and how Geelong really just blew Sydney out of the water in the grand final. Uh, on the back of that Premiership, their longest-serving captain, Joel Selwood, announced his retirement yesterday. Now, what a phenomenal, phenomenal leader Joel Selwood is and has been, and what a phenomenal career that he has enjoyed uh, in the Geelong Colours. Now, he is a one-club player. He's originally from a suburb of Bendigo by the name of Strathdale. He grew up in Bendigo and was drafted in 2006. He has gone on to... I just want to read out some of the uh, some of the records. Now, if you're listening from another country, you probably don't, don't know what I'm talking about, but um, uh, this, this particular player is probably one of the best players who have ever 
play the game. In fact, his coach yesterday talked about the fact that in the last 10 years that he's been coaching, or last 11 years he's been coaching, he sees Joel Selwood as the best he has ever seen. And this guy has played AFL football for years, uh, and he's himself a double premiership player. So he has played, Joel Selwood has played 356 games since being drafted in 2006. And this is, by the way, off the back, and I found out yesterday, off the back of medical advice that uh, his knees would not last. In fact, they said his knees would probably give way by his mid-20s. Well, he's retiring at the age of 34. He's played 356 games. He's been the captain of the Geelong Footy Club from 2012 to 2022. In fact, he's the longest-serving captain. Most games as captain in the history of AFL, having captained his team for 245 games. He's a premiership player in 2007, 2009, 2011, and 2022. Six-time All-Australian player and three-time All-Australian captain and three-time Geelong best and fairest player. He's also played the most finals of any other player in the history of the game. To the point where on, on Saturday in the grand final, he played his 40th final. Now, for those of you who are avid AFL fans, you know that an average year has, apart from the COVID year in 2020, of course, the average year has 22 games. So essentially, Joel Selwood has played two additional seasons in finals, which is just a phenomenal, phenomenal record. So if you speak to opponents of, of Joel Selwood, he, he would be recognized as a fierce, fierce competitor, tough, but fair and relentless in terms of his pursuit of excellence. Now, what we learned a little bit yesterday was a bit more of an insight in terms of him, the person, and on Saturday... We also witnessed some uh, some behaviours that only confirms for me that he is a very, very special individual, and which is the essence of this particular podcast episode. He is the quintessential example of a servant leader. Now, if you are paying attention, and I'm not going to go into the in the depths of all the background and all the th- stuff he does away from the footy club, because you can Google that and there's a lot more information available, but just some examples of, in the heat of the moment, in the biggest game of the year, in the grand final... He found a way to make it about other people. Now, Gary Ablett, who was also a long-serving Geelong player who went to the Gold Coast and then came back and finished his career at Geelong, he and his wife have a little son, Levi, who has a rare uh, rare condition that is, um, that is life-threatening. And, and unfortunately, he's only got a short lifespan. But Joel Selwood, in the week leading up to the grand final, asked uh, Jordan, his wife, and Gary uh, if he could take Levi through the banner in the grand final. Now, he didn't have to do that, but this is the mark of the person making it about him and making an experience for somebody else. He's also been involved with Auskick for many years, and every year the Auskicker of the year gets the opportunity to be mentored by Joel Selwood in the following year. Now, a lot of people don't see that. It's not necessarily advertised, and he certainly doesn't make a big hoo-ah about it. He just goes about doing it. At the end of the grand final, when he was presented with his premiership medal by the Auskicker of the year, Joel not only took up a premiership cap for the Oz Kicker of the Year, he also took up a pair of his footy boots. Now, there's no way that this kid's going to fit into his footy boots, but just the gesture of him giving his grand final football boots to the Oz Kicker of the Year was something that was completely selfless and he didn't have to do, which is just a mark of the person. Then at the end of the game, as the club and the players are doing their lap of honour, he found uh, a person in the crowd who happens to be one of the water boys at training for the Geelong Footy Club. And this guy has been around the club a while. He's got Down syndrome. His name's Sam. And what Joel found, he, he got Sam and he actually had a chat to him. Then he got Sam to come onto the ground, put a premier, got a premiership medal put around him and made sure that he was safe and got him home. 
that night because he wanted to make sure that Sam was also part of the celebrations that had just happened on the MCG. Now, they're just three clear examples and three simple examples of a person who has just won an AFL premiership but was considering and thinking about and making it about other people. And in his press conference yesterday when he announced his retirement to everybody, uh, there was a lot of questions thrown at him, but interestingly, not a single answer that he gave was putting the spotlight on him and how good he'd been. It was all about what opportunities he had been given by other people, the culture that had been created, and he, he paid homage to lots and lots of different people in terms of if it wasn't for those people and the environment they had helped create, they would not have been in a position where they were achieving the ultimate success, nor would they have set a platform for future generations of the Geelong Footy Club to enjoy sustainable success as well. And to hear his coach talk about and hear his players talk about the fact that it's all about his selflessness. He has never demanded. And one of the questions, interestingly, the the media asked was, now that uh, he's retired, and this was directed to the CEO, Stephen Hawking, the journalist asked, now that Joel has actually retired, does that give you a lot of salary cap room to now go shopping to bring in a ready-made player to make sure you're staying up at the top of the ladder? Now, with respect, Steve turned around and said, hey, it's not the question I'm going to answer today. It is not about that. It's all about Joel. But then his, his coach, Chris Scott, said, hey, I'm going to answer that. Because the insinuation of the question was that Joel was getting paid a bucket load of money. And therefore, now that he retires... There's a lot of space now for the Geelong Footy Club to go in and buy a ready-made player and pay them a bucket load of money. Chris Scott turned around and said, uh, for all intents and purposes, the reality is going to be it's not going to leave a huge hole in the salary cap because Joel's played football for this football club, not for the money. He could have held us over a barrel many, many times, and he never has. It's always been about the contribution. It's always been about the team. It has never been about his his own uh, well-being. He's always been compensated well. Let's just be really clear. But it has never been about getting paid overs and it's never been about comparing himself to others. And it's always been about the team. It's always been about the culture. It has always been about the environment. And that's what sustainable success is all about. And then went on to say, you know, even if he hadn't played footy, even if you take football right away from it and all the accolades he got and all the things he's done on the footy field, I just love Joel Selwood for the person that he is and who he who he helps other people to be in around the environment. So what he's essentially saying there is the Geelong Footy Club is a lot better for having Joel Selwood there and is a fantastic example of a servant leader who doesn't make it about himself. Yes, he's the figurehead. Yes, he's the leader. Yes, he has to create the environment. And yes, he has to drive standards of excellence. And he will do that because it's all done to help the team and help the organization get better. But it is never about himself. And I was reading an article this morning and there was a quote here from Geelong Football Club AFLW captain Meg McDonald. And she was speaking of the impact that Selwyn has had not just on the footy club, but also on the broader community. And she's quoted as saying this, The enormity of Joel's impact on our club is immeasurable. His excellence on field is only matched by his kindness off it. Uncompromising performance, connection to community, warmth and humility. The sense of pride that we all get from pulling on the hoops and representing the cats is as deep as it is because of what Joel has made it represent. A standard of performance on the field inside the cattery and in the community that we all seek to emulate. Every team within our club, old and new, men's and women's, football and non-football, aspires to work and give just as he has. His attention to our people and our place, his care for culture, 
has built the environment that we all love and enjoy today. What a fantastic endorsement of a person who not only is a great footballer, but also a phenomenal person. And uh, it just goes to show that great organizations are built uh, on great cultures, and great cultures are built by great people who do not make it about themselves. They build the culture so the culture becomes sustainable long after the particular person who maybe started the culture has gone. And I think it's just a fantastic example of a servant leadership in a sporting realm. And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, okay, that's great. How does it, I don't know Joel Selwood from a, from a bar of soap. I'm on the other side of the world. I've got no idea who this person is. I hope you get from this episode, though, that great leadership, uh, leaders who oversee fantastic cultures never make it about themselves. They're always looking for opportunities to help others. They're always looking for opportunities to serve others. They're also looking for opportunities to challenge others to get better because they set a fantastic and really high benchmark. They have really high standards of excellence, not only for themselves, but they demand excellence from others and they are uncompromising in their pursuit of excellence. But they do it because they care. And it's not about the individual accolades. It's not about what they get. It's about how good the team becomes, how well balanced the team becomes, and how sustainably successful the team becomes. So the key message today is to be a servant leader. Now, I bang on this a lot, and I talk about it a lot to clients. I talk about it a lot when I'm working with sales teams and certainly with sales leaders. If you want to build sustainable success, uh, look at how you can help others become successful rather than focusing on how you can become successful, which means look for opportunities to serve. That means removing obstacles, enhancing people, helping people, challenging people, but also providing a platform for those people to improve every single day because it's all about constant and never-ending improvement. So if you're looking at your sales team, if you're in an environment right now where you seem to think there's a little bit of individualism playing out, there's a little bit of, hey, what's in it for me type of syndrome happening, just take a step back and think about, okay, what can I do as a sales leader? What can I do if I'm an individual contributor to start to bring servitude into it? How can I make it a little bit more about others rather than myself? How can I help others become better? How can I challenge others to get better? And in the process, just watch what happens to you. So I trust that message helps. I trust that message resonates. Servant leadership is where it is all about. So in that vein, let me help serve you and help challenge you, encourage you, and keep you accountable to become an exceptional sales leader. If you'd like to work one-on-one together, I'd love that opportunity of serving you and helping do just that over the next 90 plus days. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a conversation about what's happening right now in your environment, what's working, what is not working, what are you looking to achieve over the next three plus months, what does success look like, and what does an exceptional sales leader environment look like for you and your organization. And so let's map out a plan and start executing that plan as soon as possible. So once again, Greatly appreciate you plugging into the podcast. I love the feedback, love the interaction, and I love the conversations that I'm having as well. So until next time, have a phenomenal day, and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.